Welcome to the Driven Woman Podcast, where we're on a mission to empower women with the mindset, tools, and strategies so that they can lead powerfully and authentically in order to make a massive impact on this world. I'm your host, Sophia Bryan. Adversities uh, usually are things that we have no control over. There are forms of resistance that usually come from external circumstances. Uh, There are issues that come up along the way that you never ever see coming sometimes. And they are simply a natural part of life. And on your journey to become a master of yourself, you will meet upon adversities. I mean, it's it's so... Like, I don't even like acknowledging that. Like, oh, life, there are going to be adversities here and there. I personally don't even like acknowledging that, but it's just the reality of it. Um, you will be met with a few challenges here and there because I think... Um, Usually when we experience levels of adversity, we are attempting something new or we're attempting to go to another level of success. You know, we've mastered one area and we're deciding that we're going to try to get to another level. And so there is going to be conflict, which is natural. You know, you naturally are going to find conflict because whether it be because of the environment that you're in, uh, uh, the things that you want to do, it may not be so common for persons like yourself. Uh, maybe you want to experiment with a new theory or a new process, and it's very different. Or you, you know, you may be met with objection from your peers or people that have been in the space that you're you're trying to revolutionize, or you're trying to change your own circumstances. And you are going against what is the norm for you or what can be considered as a status quo. So that's a part of life. That's a part of life. And I really love this quote uh, by Leonardo da Vinci. One can have no greater mastery than the mastery of one's self. Right, I really love that quote because that's what I'm, I'm basically pushing throughout these 21 days for all of us to, for those of you who are joining me and who will listen to the recordings, to master yourself, have control over yourself and how you react to situations and different scenarios. And a lot of the time, those scenarios will involve a bit of adversity, a bit of conflict, and you have to simply figure out how to deal with them. So uh, I decided to to go into my toolbox of stories (laughs) uh, for you this evening. Uh, I I haven't really shared this before. And so um, I'm secretly hoping that (laughs) not that many people listen to this episode. (laughs) I will share. Uh, I, I went into my toolbox and I thought that this would probably be uh, the most fitting story to share and uh, sharing with you what are some of the things I did to deal with this particular 
form of adversity that I'm still overcoming, actually. So many of you may know if you are someone that have, you know, you've been following my journey or you know a little bit about me, you'll know that um, I have a legal background. Much of my work experience as a young adult has been in the legal field. So legal as well as business development, right? So a lot of my experience working with uh, CEOs and managers have been with attorneys in the car in Jamaica and I've also worked with attorneys in the US. I am currently enrolled as a student at the Norma Manley Law School. Now, uh, let me just give you a quick little backdrop to to the legal process, to be, the process to become an attorney in Jamaica. Our process is very different from the United States and London, for instance. To become an attorney in Jamaica, you have to do a three-year degree at a university. Uh, it can be any university, really. Uh, so I did my three-year degree at the University of the West Indies, Mona, and that's in Jamaica, right? And thereafter, having done your three-year degree, you go ahead to Norma Manley Law School, which is a two-year program. So in total, the degree, um, sorry, in, in total, the process to become an attorney is a five-year process, uh, which is very different from the U.S. because in the U.S. you have to do an undergrad and then you do uh, a degree in law. I'm not aware that persons uh, go right into law school after high school. In Jamaica, that's an option that you have. So in the U.S., you have to do the LSAT, uh, do your law degree, and then thereafter you do the bar exam. So whereas in the Caribbean, our process is to do your three-year degree. Uh, many persons usually do a first degree. A lot of persons have done a first degree. Uh, because the, to get into the law program is usually very hard even though there's not an entrance exam, but because the spaces are so limited, uh, a lot of persons in the past have opted to do a first degree and then go and apply to do their three-year law degree. So I was one of the few people uh, that was able to go straight into the three-year degree program right out of high school. And... Uh, so I did my degree, uh, you know, that process was, it was very interesting, it was very, I, I experienced a lot of growth throughout that process, and uh, of course, fair shares of adversities there, as every person does who goes to college, it's really a, a journey of self-discovery, I think, so I went through that, and then I enrolled at the Norma Manley Law School. And really and truly, I, 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 I enjoyed everything about Norma Manley Law School. Um, the lecturers, the teachers, they're just awesome people. And I personally leveled up in a lot of ways, professionally, because at the time I was, I started my journey as a youth ambassador, so I was traveling a bit, and I was also working at the time. And so I had to learn how to manage my time, manage myself uh, in a way that I had never had to do before. Um, you know, there were so many assignments, so many tasks, etc. 
So I, I get to my second year of the two-year program, right? And uh, that was a very intense period for me. So this was 2018. We're in 2020, right? This, is, this was 2018. So my quote-unquote final year was 2018. And uh, I went through the process. There was so much I had to do. Remember, I was serving as a youth ambassador. I was doing workshops and trainings. I was working. <laughs> I was doing a lot. And for the most part, I was balancing for the most part. Because at the time, um, my life pretty much revolved around school and work and my extracurricular activities, so to speak. Right, so I, this is my, my second year. So I did my exams. <laughs> and then it turns out that I failed one of my courses. And I really and truly, um, I am someone, I usually do fairly well in exams. Uh, I, you know, I've, I know how to get it done. You know, I, 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 after years and years of studying, I figured out my process and I know how to get it done. And then I somehow failed the course, right? I failed the course and... At the time, and that's when I had the opportunity to go to the United States as a Department of State Fellow. So I failed the exam and I thought, okay, there's an option to get a review of the paper and I opted to apply for a review. Now, when I had applied for the review, the results, you don't get the results immediately. Uh, I met with the tutor we went through the paper and she showed me where I, where I erred in the exam and so forth. But I still had to wait on the final results of what would have, you know, said whether or not uh, my grade would have been up, I would have been able to pass, or it was still a fail. Now, during the waiting process, um, the time to leave for America came, and I made the decision that I was going to leave. <laughs> I made the decision that I was going to leave because there was an orientation process for fellows in Washington, D.C., and I decided that I wanted to be a part of that process and that I would simply uh, deal with whatever the outcome would have been. So remember, this is 2018, right? So this was the summer of 2018. So I left for the U.S., and then I think a day or so after I got to the U.S., I found out that my grade was not upgraded, <laughs> and uh, my fail remained the same. So since I was already in the U.S., uh, the exam, the recent exam would have been in August, and my fellowship by then would have been on its way. And so the only option for me then would have been to reset the course the following academic year, which would have been 2019. So, uh, well, 2018, 2019, right? So I would have had to enroll for the course September. And remember, my fellowship is between July to December of 2018. So... It turns out that I was not able to enroll because I was in the United States. Um, I made attempts to try to register for the course. 
Uh, but it, it didn't happen. And by the time I got back to Jamaica in the first week of December 2018, uh, the administration of the school told me that, look, you did not register within the prescribed period of time. And so you are going to have to wait until the following year. <laughs> you are going to have to wait until the following year to reset the course, which is why I'm a student at Norman Manley right now. Folks, I have never cried so much in my life, I think. I don't think I've ever cried so much in my entire life. I cried, I cried, I even cried in front of the principal because I was thinking that it was just one course. I met all the other requirements of law school and trust me, the requirements are many, many, many requirements. You have to do mock trials, you have to do assignments of course, you have to do written exams of course, you have to do petty sessions or, well not petty sessions, you have to go to small claims court and volunteer there and you also have to do an internship that lasts for 10 weeks. Uh, you also have to do legal aid. <laughs> I, think, I think that's seven requirements. And so I met all the requirements except for this course and I thought that I would have been allowed because it's the, 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 the semester or the year, the academic year is from between September to May. So I thought that, okay, yes, I understand that I did not register within the prescribed time, but there's still an entire semester left and there are no assignments to this course. And so it's only an exam. So why wouldn't I be allowed to just register late? Well, folks, they weren't having it. And I cried, I cried, I cried. I had to, I, I just cried because there I am, um, you know, doing my best to do everything perfect at uh, Norma Manley Law School because I had so many issues at the University of the West Indies. And I said to myself, I'm not having any issues at this place. I'm gonna do everything to the best of my ability and I'm going to come out and, uh, in, you know, I'm just gonna do well here. And I did do well, there were no issues until this particular adversity came my way. And I was just doing so much at the time, even during exams, my laptop crap, oh my, it, folks, <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> my laptop got damaged during the midst of exams. I had to figure out how to, um, I had to sh schedule my time so that I could use the computers on campus. A friend of mine lent me their laptop, which was uh, barely functioning. <laughs> but I made it through the exams. I even managed to get an A, but then this one failure caused me to not graduate within the prescribed time. And after crying, of course, crying, 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 uh, I had to gather myself. I sat quietly. I wrote in my journal. Um, I did my best to think about what the whole experience was teaching me about failure, what it was teaching me about being patient. And um, 
doing that allowed me to deal with the circumstances that I was being faced with because um, I, I had a plan, right? I had a plan and my plan didn't involve failing any of my courses, you know, that was never a part of the plan. And I had to figure out how to deal with this. And it took me some time. I'm not going to lie. It took me some time because I wouldn't have had to wait one year, but two years to graduate. And it was all because I had one course outstanding. And now <laughs> we're in 2020. Um, exams were supposed to be happening in May. So if you caught the first episode of our 21 Days of Self-Mastery, you would have heard me mention the fact that May of 2020 was actually planned out, right? You would have heard me say that. So that's what I was making reference to. Um, uh, May... So today is May uh, May 6th, right? So I would have been looking forward to doing exams next week or the week after because the, the exam, the course that I'm, I have to resit the exam for, that exam usually happens at the end of the examination period. It's usually the last course or the second to last course. So I'd be looking forward to sitting the exam and then I know that, okay, scripts would have been marked by June and then I'd get my results in January and then I would have graduation in September and I would be called and I would be <laughs> officially done with school forever and ever and ever. Then we have this pandemic called coronavirus, <laughs> right? And so our exams are not happening in May. As a matter of fact, the Council of Legal Education is still deliberating about how we are going to be assessed as attorneys. And I am thinking to myself that I'm just not phased by it. I think a lot of people may be wondering why I'm just not phased by this whole thing. After experiencing that level of disappointment and that level of adversity, I, I just, the fact that there's a pandemic going on and it's causing a lot of delays in, in a lot of goals, I, I'm just not phased personally. I'm just not phased because I know that this will pass. You know, I, I, I internally, I'm assured that this will pass. Yes, delays with sitting my final exam is affecting my professional growth and it's affecting my cash flow to a certain degree. But I'm just not phased because I know that this too will pass. And so on the note of overcoming adversity, um, fortunately, all right, well, let me not use the word fortunately. In my case, in this form of adversity, I had something to do with the issue. And then my failure was compounded by the fact that there was a, there is a system or a process that uh, was just is just not or was not willing to facilitate <laughs> me in any way. They were just sticking to the rules, right? 
So, but then in the case of this pandemic, for example, this is an external form of adversity. You literally had nothing to do with it. Uh, well, the start of it, at least. Um, you literally had nothing to do with it. And it doesn't make it any easier to deal with that. But be assured in the fact that there are some things that are just not within your control. And so it's important for you to do that assessment. Do I have control over this situation or do I not have control over this situation? And when you've arrived at the answer, you decide how you're going to act accordingly. If you have no control, you are going to focus on the situations where you do have control and do your best to work around those things. So after dealing with something like that, waiting an extra two years to be called to the bar when because of one thing, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Quite distressing, I must say, quite distressing. But I know that it will happen because being an attorney is a part of my destiny, um, quite frankly. I, I feel like some of the things that I would have had to overcome, they're just means of preparing me for big, big things. And I know, I'm sure many of us can think of colleagues and friends who would have encountered one simple adversity, maybe as small as failing an, a paper or not getting an A, cause them to have like a nervous breakdown of sorts. Can you believe that? And there is just a level of grit and there's a level of persistence and there's a level of determination and tenacity that is required on your journey of mastery. And then there are things that are just going to happen to you that you're going to have to just learn from. And those are just facts. So overcoming adversity, uh, the starting point is acknowledging that these things do happen in life. And they are to be expected quite frankly in the back of your mind you know that there may be things that come that you just you just have to work around right so remind yourself of your purpose remind yourself of what your calling is whenever you are met with adversity look for the lesson in the experience look for the lesson in the experience because there's always a lesson Sometimes the lesson is not immediate, immediately uh, realized, quite frankly, um, quite frankly. And sometimes you literally are going to be stuck with asking yourself, why, like, why, <laughs> why? Uh, but you have to, to keep going and you have to press forward, right? Um, my journal is one of my best friends. Um, so write down your thoughts, write down how you're feeling. And sometimes you have to step out of the emotions that, it, that you're experiencing at the time and say empowering things to yourself. And if you're not in a position to verbally say it, writing it down is very important. So one of the things I told myself is that when I realized that I was going to have to wait two years extra, <laughs> I told myself that, look, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, this moment will almost be irrelevant. 
right? This moment will almost be relevant. Nobody is really going to ask me about this particular situation un unless I bring it up as how I'm bringing it up. No, nobody's going to ask me about it. Nobody's going to care that it took me an extra two years to be called to the bar. Nobody really is going to care about that. And uh, maybe, you know, a few years from now, I'll be able to tell this story again to another student uh, or another friend or another colleague and it will help them to get over a rut that they're experiencing, right? So that's one of the big things. Will this matter 10 years, 20 years from now? Will people be able to use it against me? Will they even care? And the answer is probably going to be no. Um, so, so think on that. So I hope you... Uh, this conversation helped you and i hope that you have found courage in me telling you all my business <laughs> um, i hope that you've been inspired to keep going i hope that you have been reminded that you should focus on the circumstances that you have control over and that the most important mastery is that of your own self and I look forward to any aha moments that you would have experienced um, as I was speaking. You can share them in the comments. For those of you who are watching the replay, hashtag replay, let me know. And also, guys, let me know where you're from. Um, I love to know where you're from also. All right, so it was a pleasure. Thanks to those of you who have been with me till the end. Keep calm wherever you are in the world, uh, keep calm, know that this too shall pass and that you'll come out on the other side a much better person. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Driven Woman podcast. Let's keep the conversation going over Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash Driven Woman podcast. If you loved this episode, and I know you did, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. This allows more people to get access to the show and the quality conversations that we have over here, right? Can you do that? I'm counting on you. And until next time, stay driven, 